Hi, it's Dr. Beach, and today we're here with Pam Wright, who is the Clinical Director of the South Bay Community Services. Hi, Pam. Hi, Dr. Beach. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. Sure. Um, how long have you been working in the field of domestic abuse? Um, for close to 30 years. Wow, a long time. Very long time. Started when I was a little girl. So I'm really speaking to an expert. Well, I bring my experience and um, you know, I, I don't know that I really see myself as an expert, um, and maybe I struggle with that title a little bit, but um, I've had quite a few years of doing this work. Okay. And you, you may get asked this question a lot. What, what initially got you into working in this field? Um, yeah, it's a very interesting question. I think that it was my own personal experience, okay. um, and going through my own personal experience, I knew that I wanted to help other people. You know, that classic, you know, phrase of wanting to help other people. And then as I began working for this agency, um, it was, you know, in the late 80s, the early 90s, and there was so much that was happening that we were learning about domestic violence. And I was really just drawn to it, um, drawn to the families, the individuals that were really hurting and really suffering. And I understand that you're a social worker by training, is that yes, correct? Yes, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. Okay. And have you done or do you still do therapy? I do. You do? Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, Pam, how do you feel having personal experience in the area impacts the work you do in the field? Um, well, I think that we all bring, you know, our experiences of our, of our life. Um, I think that one of the things that I may need to, to correct here is I think that my personal experience, not specifically with domestic abuse, but my experience of just, you know, uh, traumas in life. I think that we bring that um, with us, and I think that that's really what drew me to this line of work. Mm -hmm. um, like being able to relate to people. Yeah. We all have our traumas and, yeah. and wanting to help people. Yeah, exactly. With their we, difficulties. The experiences that we have, what lessons do we learn? How does it really um, influence us? How does it impact us? And I think that when we go through that, we're able to heal through our traumas and our experiences that we've had, that that, um, that influences you know, our ability to connect and to understand and to do this work. And what have you found to be the most challenging aspects of working in, in this area of domestic abuse? Mm. Um, boy, that's a big question. You know, it doesn't matter how long that I've been doing this, um, the challenge is continuing to see how people are being hurt, how children are being hurt. And then we see those people grow up to be adults who are hurt. And there's so much shame, there's so much isolation around it, um, and that's hard. It's hard to, to see that people turn that inward um, towards themselves. They're ashamed of themselves, um, and what's happened to them is horrific. Um, it's hard to be able to understand, but it's it it just it breaks my heart right. to see that people get to a point in their experiences where they feel so alone. And I think that that is the biggest thing that I want people to understand is that they are beautiful, they are amazing. What they've experienced doesn't define them, and they don't have to do it alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it doesn't define you and you don't, I mean, it, it, you can move on from it. Absolutely. You can heal from it. 
I mean, and probably nobody knows the cycle of abuse better than yourself, but, you know, they talk about classically like the three phases, right, where Mm -hmm. the tension building, where people feel like they're walking on eggshells, um, the kind of crisis stage, Mm -hmm. and then the honeymoon phase, which, Mm -hmm. you know, makes it so difficult when there's kind of a mix of kind of aspects of someone that you love and then a realization that, you know, you're being treated in, in ways that are wrong and abusive. Absolutely. And especially when... We know that that cycle, it can go from minutes, it can go from hours, days, but it also can be months. So the cycle, it, it, it changes over the, over the life of what's happening in that relationship. Um, and so sometimes that's really hard for people to be able to identify what's happening um, to them, where it either becomes very normal if it is you know hour by hour versus it also feels normal if it's it only happens once every so often that this person gets into a mood or treats me that way. Right. Um, but it's a very, very, very um, definitive cycle. Right, and they they talk about breaking the cycle, which is obviously ultimately what you want to do. But I mean, obviously, to do that, you need to know that there is a cycle and be able to recognize the mm-hmm. you know the component steps in the cycle mm-hmm. to even have a hope of kind of knowing, you know, how to get out. It is amazing to see someone when you sit with them and you're able to explain this cycle. It, I mean, just the reaction, it's like, oh my gosh, this puts things into perspective. I know this is happening to me, but I didn't know that this is what was happening to me. The amazing thing is, is that I can remember one of the first um, survivors that I worked with and as she learned about the cycle and she said to me oh my gosh this cycle she says I didn't know that this was happening but I can tell you day in and day out how it moves from one to the other and she said and you know what I've also realized that I've learned this cycle so well even though I didn't know it was a cycle and for me to have some sense of influence I have inserted myself in this cycle. And I was devastated when she said, this cycle is so familiar to me, I insert myself and I know what I need to do to get him to beat me so that I can get through it and I don't have to be in that tension building of not knowing when it's gonna happen. Like waiting for the shoe to drop. Exactly, and to hear that, for her to recognize that what she had been living for so many years and it just became sometimes I talk about it it becomes this horrible dance but it's just this ongoing cycle that's day in and day out and she said I needed to do something to get myself out of that tension building and try to get myself to the honeymoon didn't matter how long the honeymoon was going to last and then we ended up talking about and finding out not only with her but many other survivors of how their children and we're talking about children that are three and four years of age they learn the cycle and they insert themselves into the cycle right. to be able to distract to be able to you know have some sense of influence right um, which it's like is, a learned behavior role model like intergenerational oftentimes absolutely absolutely so at at south bay community services what what supports or services do you offer to help people recognize the cycle, break the cycle, um, and get out of get out of the abuse in a safe way? Mm-hmm. There's many things that we do. I mean, um, 
first and foremost, I would talk about how we develop partners um, with our community, whether it's schools, whether it's universities, whether it's different businesses. I mean, and we go out and we talk about um, healthy relationships. We talk about abusive relationships. We want to inform. We want to educate people. There was a period of time that, you know, working with folks that we were going out and being able to um, train landlords. Um, the San Diego Domestic Violence Council at one point, you know, we were a part of working with the, um, the schools that were teaching people how to be hairstylists. So that we're teaching them what domestic violence, what domestic abuse, what it looks like, what it entails. So we, first and foremost, want to do presentations, we want to do education um, within the community. As I mentioned, we, we're always doing this work in partnership. Um, we go in and we train law enforcement in uh, different roll calls um, about our services so that they'll be able to call us so that when they are in the South Bay and they're in, you know, really countywide, but um, our services are, but um, for when they're going out on domestic violence calls, we go out um, with them to be able to then, in that moment, um, if the person is arrested or if the offender has fled, then we spend time being able to inform and educate, do crisis intervention, find out, do you want to come with us now? Do you want us to take you into a safe space? Because like we have shelters. Moment, in the in moment. In the moment. Because we know that's the time that it, it's you know most necessary, it's most effective. Um, but then we also follow up within the next day and we call um, the family, we call the individual and let them know um, that we understand that there was a domestic violence situation. One of our colleagues came out the night before and how can we um, talk with them now about what's going on, what type of services and whether that's supporting them and assisting them in getting a restraining order, whether that's talking to them further about coming in to a confidential shelter whether that is spending time just educating and informing them. Do they want to come to a support group? Or what about counseling? So it's you know our way of really being able to look at a, a wide variety of services. We also have um, Mia Escolita, um, which is a therapeutic preschool for three, four, and five-year-olds. Everyone in that preschool, which is no cost to them, they come for full days, and it um, it's, for families who have experienced domestic violence. So not only are the teachers specialized in understanding this kind of trauma, but we also have therapists on site. Sounds like a very holistic, comprehensive it program is. that en encompasses the whole family and, and support network. Absolutely. If people are out there and they're struggling, but too afraid or too ashamed to kind of get the help that they need or break the cycle, what, what recommendations would you have for people? Um, find someone that you feel that you can trust, whether this is going to um, your church, your temple, whether it is talking to um, your children's teachers or someone at the school. Um, find a community-based organization, the San Diego Domestic Violence Council. These are places that you can call and say, I just need to talk to someone. I want to either tell my story. I want to be able to find out what services are available. There, it's not uncommon, our agency, we assist people with housing, we assist people with employment. There are times that people will call because they want to find a job. Um, and really what they're looking for is finding a job for the first time because they're contemplating making a move and leaving. 
And so we train our staff, all of our staff are trained um, uh, domestic violence counselors so that not only are we asking about employment, but we may be asking about right. other things. Um, so if someone calls because they need housing, but they need housing because they're trying to flee. Right, um, or they need, they need a job because they need money because of the exactly. economic right. you know, power imbalance. So, so they may not call saying, I'm a, uh, I'm a victim or a survivor of domestic violence. They are calling because they're trying to find a resource that's gonna begin the, you know, it's gonna be that first step in, you know, um, making a change and leaving um, the abusive situation. Um, and I know that that's really hard and it's really scary for people because they're generally very isolated. And being in that isolated place, it's, I don't know who to turn to. I'm embarrassed and I'm, I'm ashamed. Right. But know that there are so many people out there that have experienced this and survived this themselves, that there are agencies such as ourselves. You can go to law enforcement. You can go into the police department. And many of these places are not interested in other aspects of your life, you know, um, of how much money you have or where you were born and raised or where you're currently living. Um, and it may feel that you're completely and totally alone, yet there are many, many people that are interested and are, um, are wanting, you know, to offer the, the hand, the help um, and get you um, set up with someone that's, who can talk more about it. That's so lovely to hear and so reassuring. You mentioned that so many people, you know, have survived this. How, how does your organization um, help people with their safety planning in trying to break the cycle? Sure. Um, I think that, you know, the very, very first part of that is finding out where are you at this point? Are you ready to make the change? Are you still needing a little bit of time? So depending on where you are, um, it's it's one of the first things that, and I hope and I believe that we are talking with a victim survivor about is um, whether it's a verbal uh, safety plan or whether it is a written safety plan, whether it is a safety plan that needs to be developed because you are still living in the home with the abuse, because there's, there's a different safety plan um, for when you're actually living in the home versus if you've actually left the home. But it's a very detailed plan of everything from um, you know collecting all of the different items and who can you um, leave them with or where can you leave where, where can you leave them? Um, a friend, a family, if there's someplace in the home, um, you know, so being able to really think about all the different items that you want to actually take with you versus uh, where am I going to go? Who can I call? How can I educate and inform my kids mm -hmm. so my kids know um, their address, their telephone number to call 911? Is there a neighbor um, that you can talk to? Um, who else is there as a support system? Right. So like it's a step-by-step, play-by-play. Very. The, the and nuts and bolts, practicalities. And it's very, very individualized because, you know, you drive to either school or work, it's the same place. So when you start thinking about or you've made a change, you want to change your routine. You've got to change it for a period of time. Um, and that you need, you know, the support of whether it's the school, your employers, you know, different people. But a, a safety plan is individual to each person, knowing that there are some common themes um, that will go into each safety plan that you develop with someone. 
Um, I want to thank you, Pam, so much for speaking with me today. Absolutely. Um, it's wonderful work that you and your organization do um, and for such an important topic that impacts um, so many people. Um, thank you for your wonderful work. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank so you nice to me. meet you. Yes, you too.